Sometimes your entrepreneurial journey is ignited by the circumstances of your life and you find yourself with the opportunity to build a business around your interests and on your terms. And then it grows and evolves and you discover new insights that lead to solutions your future dream customers are looking for. Welcome to the Ready Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Case Lane, and this is your podcast. If you're thinking that it's time to take control of your future and have the lifestyle you really want by starting your own business. In this extended episode interview, I'm having a conversation with Robin Graham, brand marketing strategist. Robin is a doctorate in pharmacy, former corporate executive, freelancer, marketer, photographer, podcaster, brand strategist. Okay, let's just get into the episode and hear her entrepreneurial journey. All right, today on the podcast, I'm so excited to have Robin Graham, who is a brand marketing strategist. Robin, welcome to the Ready Entrepreneur Podcast. Hi, Case. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you. You know, here we love to talk about the entrepreneurial journey, to talk about how you got to where you are and, you know, what were some of the things that you faced. But I always start with where you are now, what's a typical day like, you know, how, how do you sort of manage your day-to-day now that you are the entrepreneur that, that, you, <laughs> that you became over this process? Oh, goodness. So a typical day for me now is, you know, if people ask me that, they'll say, well, when could we schedule? What are your days like? And I'm like, <laughs> every day is different. I don't have one day that or any two days that are ever the same. But I go for anywhere from doing a headshot and branding session with a client to, you know, from a photography perspective to, you know, coaching clients and doing brand assessments and or, co- you know, in the coaching pro- program, which is a six month coaching program. So I could go anywhere from, you know, really analyzing a brand and giving someone advice on what their current brand is and how they can do some tweaks to get to the point where they want to go and then hold them accountable for the action items they need to take to that six month program where we dive into everything from brand marketing strategy to mindset. So every day is different. I also have a family. So, um, sometimes they dictate how my day is going to go. (laughs) Um, so yeah, it's, you know, and, and then sometimes it's those, those, um, calls that pop up on the calendar that you weren't expecting, but end up, you know, becoming an yeah. opportunity to sell and engage potential clients. So every day is different, but generally in a nutshell, those are the things I'm doing on a daily basis. That's awesome. Because I think that is one of the joys of being an entrepreneur is you don't get bored <laughs> and it's different and it's perpetual. No. So did you come from an entrepreneurial family? Was this something that um, you always thought you'd be doing was running your own business? I think that when I was younger, I definitely saw myself owning my own business. Like that was something that I think in the back of my mind was yeah. present. I did not come from a family of entrepreneurs. Well, <laughs> Maybe I did, but I didn't realize it at the time. My parents were, my mother's an artist and my father was a master woodworker. And so in their own right, they had their, what I guess, you know, today we would call side gigs. Absolutely. Think about it back then as the fact that that's what they were doing, but they actually were, you know, marketing their skill sets. People were buying things from them. They were taking orders from other people um, to create whatever it was that they wanted them to create. So in a sense, I did come from a family of entrepreneurs, um, from my grandfather and my, my grandmother, who was a hairstylist, um, you know, she had her beauty shop. So I guess in a way I did come from a family of entrepreneurs, but I've never, 
honestly, you're the first person that has asked me that. And this is the first time I've really looked at that in that way. All right. I love it. An exclusive. Right? <laughs> yes. You heard that, it first here. Yes. <laughs> but you know what's great about that is I think some people think that, oh, this is a weird thing that they're doing this entrepreneurial thing. Like, oh, nobody's doing it. But then they don't even realize that maybe it's all around them. Maybe you are seeing people who are independently earning an income outside of a regular corporation or whatever. And that's the entrepreneur. And you just never really aligned it with your own life. And I think that's yeah. awesome. That's, that's a great scoop. I love it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So then as you're growing up, what, what did you pursue? Did you follow the traditional path as we call it now, sort of college and work? I did. So I grew up in a little tiny town, 3,000 people, a farming community, basically. Mm. And I wanted nothing but to get a career. I didn't want to, you know, be anywhere around there, not because it was a bad place, but just because it was so small and the opportunities were so limited. Okay. And I chose to go to pharmacy school. I achieved oh. a doctorate degree and I oh. used that degree for many years. When we moved from the St. Louis area to the East mm -hmm. Coast, my the company I was working for, which was United Healthcare, I was yep. in the um, like the educational side of the pharmacy management okay. area. So managing pharmacy benefits, working with doctors, educating patients, like all those kind of things. And um, they didn't have a job for me in the East Coast when we were moving for my husband's job. So oh, okay. they, I was able to get a connection for. Um, like a medical writing agency, a marketing agency that worked with pharmaceutical companies. And so I started writing for them. So in a sense, I was kind of an entrepreneur then. Yeah, I yeah. didn't really, you know, it wasn't like that business wasn't anything like what I'm doing now. You know, it was, I knew people, they would hire me to write for them or consult for them. So I was doing it totally freelance and it, it worked out great. My kids were young and mm -hmm. I was able to do that you know, part-time, still make a decent amount of money, but it worked for our family until I started doing more and more of it because as, okay. you know, more people, like someone was working for one company, they'd move to another company and then yeah. they would bring me along with them. So my uh, client base okay. was getting bigger and the projects got bigger and I'd have to travel. So you started and, with, sorry, you were, you had a full on career and so on it, but as you're moving, you had to find something else. And since it wasn't going, you decided not to try and keep going for a corporate type position. How, what was that decision though? Were you just, was it that somebody said to you, oh, you, maybe you could try, like I, you said that there was this opportunity, but were you searching for the opportunity or did the opportunity come to you? A little bit of both because okay. when we moved here, so I knew no one and we okay. had no family here and I had a nine month old baby. Okay. So I was like, I can't just put this baby in childcare where I don't know anybody. Yeah. I didn't, you know, I didn't have resources yet. I didn't know anybody for references for a nanny or anything. Yeah. So okay. to go and try to find a corporate job when my husband was traveling 50% of the time and commuting. And so I, I did put some feelers out for different jobs, but yeah. my heart wasn't there yeah. like to leave this baby and go. Yeah do yeah. a corporate job an hour away. Right. So that's when my former boss had, you know, he reached out to me and said, Hey, just if you're interested, because I was, you know, going to try to maybe do some consulting for them, but they just really didn't have anything. So that's when he put me in touch with the people that I then ended up working for, for okay, several years. It. Yeah. So that's great. I, I think it's important to, for, you know, people sort of thinking through for themselves, how they could make this transition 
working with what you've got is the best place to start. So you yeah. know people, like a lot of people don't realize, just you know people, you, they have might have ideas that you could use, different things that, that you could start to think of. And it, and it may not be something you were doing directly before, but you do have the skills for it. And then you can start. So you that was the first opportunity. Okay, so then you were telling us, so you started to build that client base. That's the other thing that gets exciting because you only need that first one, right? And then, mm-hmm. you know, you, word is, starts to spread. And that's what started yeah. to happen for you next. Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to add to that case because I think it's really important to note that no matter where you are in your journey, whether you're working for corporate or you're an entrepreneur, building community and building relationships is really key because then you start to get people to trust you. And as people trust you, they're going to be more likely to refer you and share you with their community and their audience. So um, I was really fortunate because, you know, I'd worked in St. Louis, my boss was in Minneapolis, and then here I am in the Philadelphia area. And you know, he's got a connection here that he met through, you know, like a symposium or something. And, you know, so it's, it's really important to build those connections and to remember that everything you do leads to a skill set. It's not like you're in this job and you're going through motions and you're just doing something. It's every single thing you do is an opportunity to build on a skill set that you can use as an expertise later on. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that because I know some people poo-poo the nine to five, but you could take the nine to five and pull out of it everything that you can for your eventual own business. <laughs> you know, take yeah. a look at the operations, take a look at the structure, even the areas, especially the areas where you're not directly working. Talk to the mm-hmm. people at HR and ask them what they do. You know, take that opportunity that you're there to get all that information. Same thing with going to college. Like you, you know, if you actually use college for what it was designed for, it's an awesome time, you know, four years. Mm-hmm. to just spend all your time learning and researching. And nowadays, a little difficult to connect with people in, in January 2021. But over time, as that experience comes back, yeah, absolutely. Take every chance that you get. If you're thinking about becoming an entrepreneur, it's in the back of your mind. Everything you're doing, you could probably use further down the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. I agree totally. And, and I say this to my college kids all the time. I'm like, mm-hmm. boys, you know, every opportunity you have that the college offers or the university offers to have to go and meet alumni, you go. Yes. Put yourself out there. You connect with them on LinkedIn. You start building a foundation of relationships that can become a referral source or an opportunity later down the road because it all builds, right? It's absolutely, you you start with a foundation and you build up. So back to your question. So after that, I did that, you know, did the consulting and everything for many years. And as my kids were getting older and my daughter at that point was three, I have three kids, two boys and a girl, and she was around three and my oldest was in sixth grade. So there was a gap, but, um, our babysitter got very ill and could no longer come into our home to watch my little one when the boys were at school. And I was traveling, my husband was traveling, the kids were in travel sports. It was just complete insanity. And I had always done photography and my, I would do it as almost like therapy for myself, you know, just set up still lifes or, you know, now you could even say stock photos, but I would create. And when I was doing that, I was content. I was happy. And my husband could see my passion coming out. And so one day we were talking and we're like, this, this isn't really working for us. Like we're all over the place. We're not 
family centered right now because of all the mayhem. We looked at each other and we were just like, this isn't working. So my husband said to me, why don't you do something with your photography? You love it. I see it light you up. Why don't you do something with it? I thought, what on earth? Everybody's going to think I'm nuts, right? (laughs) Well, I thought about it for a while, prayed on it. And then I decided, all right, I'll start a blog. I'll put myself out there. And I'm not going to put myself out there at all. (laughs) So I had to overcome some fear and, you know, imposter syndrome and all of that. And so I started a photography blog and the crazy thing within six weeks, I had my first client and it just so happened to be a woman who is a musician and artist, singer, songwriter, entertainer. And, um, she asked me to do her website photos and that was it. I fell in love. Now I know people are thinking, okay, but wait, how did you manage to get, you know, how did you get traffic on your site and all that kind of thing? So let's take a little step back. So first of all, you picked a blog. So now was it that you had been looking at other blogs and you thought, so that's what hit in your mind? Like, this is the same, I could do this same thing. And then what did you do with it that made it stand out? Because I, especially nowadays, people are like, oh, everything's been done and there's too much competition and there's no way I'll, anybody will ever find me. So what, what was that process to make yours the one that you could get your first client within six weeks? Well, here's the key. You have to tell people. You can't, you can't just create something and sit on it. And I use this example a lot with my clients. You know, you can do all the mindset work that you want, but if you're sitting on the couch thinking positive thoughts and not taking action, you're getting nowhere, right? Absolutely, yes. So I, you know, like I said, I had to overcome that fear and I had to put myself out there and that's what I did. I created my email list. And, you know, some people might cringe when I say this, but I had family, I had friends, you know, my kids were in sports, they were in school, I knew parents, I knew people at church, whatever. And I created an email list. And I sent a note to everyone. And I said, and I had a pretty picture of a flower or something. Okay, in the email. And I said, I'm starting a new journey. And I'd love for you to follow along. I'm creating a blog. I'm going to become a photographer. And if you want to join me and follow along on my journey, awesome. I'd love to have you. But if you don't, no hard feelings. I completely understand. And you can unsubscribe below. That is fantastic. And that's how I started. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And so I also reached out to someone who I knew had been a photographer Mm -hmm. and she wasn't really working as a photographer anymore. She and her husband had created a printing business. And so she had transitioned out of the photography world. So I reached out to her and I just said, you know, Steph, I'm starting this. I'd love to know your thoughts. I'm not sure what to charge if I do get portrait clients and stuff like that. And so she, she worked with me for a little bit. And then, so she gave my name to this woman, to Lori, to, and Lori is who hired me. So, you know, Stephanie had seen the work I'd done and she trusted me and she knew that I could do the job. And so she referred me to Lori and, and that was it just taking that step. I could have easily said, Oh my gosh, I'm not ready for this. I, but I took it, I took it. And I thought, you know what, if worse comes to worse, I'm going to do this. And if I don't do a great job, then I'll redo it for free. There you go. And, you know, I just thought I'm going to do it. And the, the pictures were amazing. We had an incredible time. She loved my creative ideas and yeah, she yeah. still uses those images to this wow, day and that was 10 nice, years ago nice. um we've since worked together several additional times um obviously but 
um, that was how I got my start. And, but here's the thing with entrepreneurship, you don't know what you don't know. And, you know, becoming a photographer, I thought I was looking around at, you know, the local photographers and I'm like, well, I have to take every job that comes my way. Right. Or I'm not going to be successful. So I did that and I, I did the family portraits, I did the product photography and I did, you know, just about everything that came my way except weddings. And I, I wasted a lot of time because had I just stuck with branding back then, I would have been the cutting edge of branding photography because oh, I see. it okay. wasn't yeah. really a thing then, you know, yeah. like people were doing portraits and putting them on websites and things, but it wasn't like now you have hashtags, branded, right, right, photographer, right, right. branded yeah. photography, whatever. So um, it took me a while to realize that was all I wanted to do. Now work did, with professionals. Yeah. How did that come in? So you had your first client and you got everything together with the website, but then you say, so but then you thought, okay, I'll take everybody else. And was it because having had that first experience, that's what you, you kept going back to that and thinking that's where I'd rather be. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I did. I just kept going back to that thinking that's what I want to do. I want to work with people and women, especially, Mm -hmm. um, I find so men get nervous in front of the camera too, but it's different for women. We are so self-conscious and I just, there's something about working with women and helping them feel relaxed and confident and beautiful in front, front of the camera that I just love. And it inspires me every single time. So, so yeah, so I did all these other, you know, things and I grew my photography business, but I, there was, there was more. And so every branding client that I took on, I kept realizing this is what I want to do. This is all I want to do. So I finally niched down. And as I niched down, I realized people don't know what it takes to build a brand. Like they, they're jumping into a business and they think they can just market it they're starting a website, but you know, and maybe they've done their, their brand colors and created Mm -hmm. a brand identity with a logo and stuff, but they don't know what to do after that. Mm. They have no idea how to build the connections, build the relationships that are going to give them a solid foundation for trust and relationships going forward for long-term success. How did that idea come to you? I'm thinking you're the camera, you're, you're taking the photos, you're putting up the websites and everything. And then are you starting to see that they, that's where they were leaving it, that they weren't taking it to the next mm-hmm. level? Because at this point, mm-hmm. yeah. You, okay. So that you, you became the one who could see that for them. Yes. And help and them. Yeah. I am, I'm an intuitive. So okay. I'm very curious. I don't like the status quo. I like to constantly be learning and doing and, and progressing. Right. And so for me, like just being a photographer, I'm like, well, I've got to get more clients. I've got to become, I wanted to become the one to go to, right? The go-to photographer for branding and headshots and everything. So I really started working on SEO. I started working on social media presence. I started creating content that was valuable. I was blogging and, you know, creating blog posts to provide value to my audience. And I was sharing it everywhere where my clients were coming in they were getting pictures done to put on their website, but they didn't know about SEO for the pictures on their website. They didn't know how to use them on Instagram. You know, I'm telling them, oh my gosh, here, you could use this picture for this and you could put a caption of this. And so I realized like, I really had a gift for this strategy for creating an online presence Mm -hmm. and a true brand presence. And so that's when I thought I have got to do something with this because all these people are, are, they're coming to me for pictures, but they don't understand. You do need more than a pretty picture. Right. Right. 
So that's amazing. You're, you're, these are the skills that you're learning as you are building your blog. And you're thinking, wow, all these other folks could have this information as well. I've got this information. And that's so critical for aspiring entrepreneurs to think about what are you doing in your life today that you're, you know, you're doing the research one step ahead of, of other people and they might be interested in getting that information from you and pay you for it because you've already put the time in. You're saving them time and you're saving them effort. And that's what you're getting paid for. So how do you make that transition then for everybody's thinking of you? Okay, I'm going to go get my you know website photos done um, from Robin. But then do you start saying, by the way, I can also do this, 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 and this with your you know with your with your brand? Is that how you start to introduce yourself again as somebody else who could who could do more? Yeah, I started offering it. And so at this point, I now have three offer, well, multiple offerings, but you know, I've got just the photography component. If someone comes to me for a headshot, I'll mention, you know, in that conversation, okay. what I'm doing and inevitably they'll say, oh my gosh, I know so-and-so could use you. Um, so it's really just talking about it. It's putting myself out there in a way that people can really understand what it is I do. Cause if I, if I don't show them the clarity, if I don't, yes. you know, help them be clear on what I do, they're not going to know. So it's really a matter of just putting out that content that yes, I am a photographer and I do do this, but I also do this. And this is where my expertise really lies. And I always like to say, your ideal, your ideal client is someone who it's basically you mm -hmm. a year ago, three years ago, five years ago. Yeah. So you, as you've built your business, you have or been in corporate, you have honed in on all these skill sets that you can now help someone else with. And so, you know, as I was working with my clients, I started giving them the options. So when I do a branding shoot, I'm like, well, you know, for an extra whatever amount of money, you can, we can do a image use consultation after the session. And then I go through everything with them there and help them, you know, kind of map out content around their images. Yeah. And from there, I now, I, I started a program where I do the photography, but then I have, I have a boutique agency where brand agency, where I have a website designer, a graphic designer, copywriter, social okay. media manager. And so we work as a team to take this person I give them their photos and the videographer gives them their video. The graphic designer does their, you know, logo design, their brand identity. Then we send, and then the copywriter creates the copy and we put all of that together in the website into yeah. this beautiful package. Yeah. And then the social media manager launches them on their journey for social media to start engagement, um, you know, make their feeds look pretty and build their audience and that okay. kind of stuff. So it was just, as I saw the need, I just kept building on what we could offer that would help someone on their wow. journey. It's so interesting how you have taken everything that you've learned and then, you know, started offering those services to other people. So let's talk a bit about the business side of it. As you're doing this, you're kind of having to catch up to the, you know, it sounds like to the business part. How are you learning about just running a business, hiring people, you know, systems, the technology and things like that? How do you fit that in while you've got clients coming in and you're trying to get sort of, you know, to make sure that you continue to offer your different services to people? I love to learn. And so, I mean, that's all I can say is I read a lot and I just, and I'm one of those people that <laughs> I guess some things intimidate me, but I'm very hands-on. 
Okay. So, you know, if I, I would look up, I could Google or I could ask another entrepreneur in my community and just, you know, my virtual community, basically, what, what are you using for this? Or, yeah. you know, just following on social media, you, you, I would connect with someone who was an expert in Trello or an expert in active campaign or, you know, yeah. whatever, or, you know, like my VA, she, um, you know, that was referral source. I had met her, my original VA through a networking organization, a local networking organization. I knew people that had used her and were very happy with her. So I reached out to her, I hired her and she knew a lot about launching. So, yeah, okay. you know, as I would launch programs and, you know, my email list and all of that kind of stuff, if I didn't know how to do it, she could inevitably do it, or we knew someone that could. Yes. And yes. so I wasn't afraid to hire someone to do the things I didn't know how to do. And I'm also not afraid to get in there and get my hands dirty and learn things so that if someone else isn't available, I can do it in an emergency situation. Yeah. So, you know, it was just one of those things that in, in free time or, you know, I just had to be very um, structured with yeah. my time to be able to, to fit it in. But I, I, I love to learn. So I wanted to learn it all. And I'm not one to just have someone say, oh, this is how you do it. I, I need to see it mm -hmm. and understand it. And yeah, so, I do too, yeah. you know, even when the VA was doing something, I'm like, no, okay, that's great. You're doing it, but I want to have a meeting so you can show me how to do it in the event you're not around. Yeah. So it was one of those things where I just, I had to just make the effort to learn. And the one thing that I will say, I made mistakes case. I made a yeah. lot of mistakes and I did a lot of things backwards. Um, I should have hired a VA probably five years before I hired a VA, you know, all those kind of things. Yeah. But what I can say about that is that every single mistake I made, I learned from okay. and, you know, going through, you know, trying different systems and different platforms and learning different things. I can now recommend things to my clients and say, listen, that is not worth the money. Yeah. So if you, if yeah. you're on a budget and you're starting a business, try this platform platform for free first. Mm -hmm. And then once you have a bigger audience, you have more income, more revenue, then change to another platform. But now there are so many platforms out there. I mean, you I think know, of right? you know, email marketing, <laughs> how many companies out there yeah. are there that are focused on email marketing? Um, you know, there's Pinterest for business now. So there's really a ton of marketing and different things that you can do completely for free yeah. that we didn't have back then. And so when you, when you really strategize about what platform is going to work for you, where your ideal audience is, you can define the, the necessities that you need and then do it very consciously yeah. from a budget perspective, as well as the time intensity to learn it and to know how to use it. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. Always be learning, always be willing to learn more. And I think one thing that you also have repeated a couple of times is just asking, you know, just like the same way that you started your business by sending that email, just asking people, hey, would you like to take a look? I, you know, you also alluded to the fear of doing that. So how did you overcome that? Because I know so many aspiring entrepreneurs, like that is the thing. It's that, you know, it's a it's our way we act, you know, we're afraid of rejection and things like that. So even though it's friends and family, like they're the last people we want to ask. <laughs> so how does yeah. it, how do you, what, what was your approach to sort of just deciding to do that? You know, I think a lot of it just came down to, I was not going to do anything and not be successful at it. Okay. Um, I'm driven. And I, I realized that I had to push my fear aside if mm -hmm. I was going to be able to move forward and be successful because yeah. there were things I didn't know. 
Yeah. And you know, when there's things you don't know, you can't progress. You, right. you have to build the foundation by learning as much as you can possibly learn. And, and I would encourage, I mean, there for every single person out there that has a dream or a goal to become an entrepreneur or start their own business, there's somebody else out there that has done it and somebody mentored them. So tap into those resources. Don't be afraid to ask those questions because so many people want to pay it forward. Yeah. You know, so I know that people that I have helped that I've mentored that, you know, they've said, and now this, this, this question does get old after you've been in business by yourself for a long time, you know, but can I pick your brain? It's like, well, sure. You can pick my brain if you want to pay me $250 for it, you know, but you know, but it's the first time somebody does that, you want to help them. It's, you know, you don't, if they keep coming back and wanting information for free that other people are paying right. you for, you have to yeah. set boundaries. Right. But initially to answer a couple of questions for someone who is just getting started. And, and let me tell you, there are so many resources for this now, you know, you have mm-hmm. Facebook groups, you join Facebook mm-hmm. groups and there are trainings. People are educating constantly giving information away for free to teach people to show what their expertise is so that then they hire them. So yes. you can attain a lot of information for free, even through Instagram, even through, well, clubhouse. I think you're on clubhouse. Aren't yeah, you? yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> that's the latest, greatest thing is clubhouse. <laughs> phenomenal. What you can learn on that platform. Yeah. It is amazing. And it's all free. So don't hesitate to tap into free resources and don't hesitate to ask the questions of anyone who you know is a year ahead of you, two years ahead of you, five years ahead of you. If they have any kindness in their heart, they're going to at least have a conversation with you and they're going to give you some guidance. Yeah, I think that's great. It's wonderful advice because you, you have to keep your eye on the big picture. Where do you want to go? And so if you don't make these small steps of reaching out, sending that email, making that call, sending that text, you're not going to get where you want to go. So keep your eye on that as well. Mm-hmm. So that's amazing. So what does it look like for you now? We, we talked in the beginning about you know what it's a typical day, which is not typical at all. But are you continuing to, to evolve the business at this point? Or are you focused more on just sort of managing you know, where, where you are? No, I don't, I don't stop. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I should have guessed that from what we've been talking about. <laughs> so no, I just actually this year I launched, um, so I've been offering like just a, a one hour um, coaching session with okay. three follow-up coaching sessions that are 30 minutes as a brand assessment to kind of help people launch, you know, or really dive in to find clarity in their brand messaging. Mm-hmm. And I just started this year, I launched the first week of January, a six month one-on-one coaching program. So diving much, much deeper into mindset around creating a brand, helping people identify, you know, my podcast is called the second phase podcast, and I am in my second phase of my career. And so, you know, finding that second phase and really finding clarity with where their values, visions, and passions align, and then identifying their ideal audience, and then all of the tools and systems and, you know, email marketing, Pinterest marketing, podcasting, pitching and PR sales, like all of the things that I've learned, um, you know, and researched, I'm basically handing it to people on a silver platter, um, 
through the six months. And then the, the key, I think, case is the accountability component. Yeah. And so many people are afraid to hire a coach or, but mm -hmm. it wasn't until I hired a coach that I myself was able to really find that clarity or become 100% sure on the actions I was taking. And they, there's, oh, like I said, you know, there's always somebody that's ahead of you yeah. who has become a coach or a mentor helping people do what you want to do. So yeah. I think having that person in your back pocket and, you know, just even for that accountability component is so valuable. So I, I did add that level of service, um, you know, so you, we have basically the three options then from a coaching perspective, it's the build a brand completely with the website, the boutique agency, all of that. Then there's the six month coaching program and the, just the, the brand discovery and assessment. Yeah. Um, so, and then I still do the photography. So yeah. it's, you know, it's, that's something that I just love and I don't want to give up. Mm -hmm. um, but next step, I think will be a book. Oh, really? Oh, fantastic. That's yeah, it. What, what so, made you decide you, you, it was time to write a book? Well, I have had a book on my heart for quite a while yeah. and um, I, have kind of been putting it off. It was one of those things though. Well, I really, I'm not an expert in that area. What are people mm. going to think if I write this book? And, you know, but I, I did um, finally reached out to a publisher and an editor and she was amazed, loved the idea. So yes. I will begin working with her this spring and January 18th of 2022. I will have a book on the market. Okay. All right. Congratulations. So I'll keep you posted. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Very exciting. Now, are there, um, I should ask if there's any resources, books or podcasts besides your own, we, we will, I'll check out your own event um, for books and podcasts that you would recommend for for people who are starting out as an entrepreneur things that might have resonated with you and your experience that you think would be helpful yeah so there is um i'm not one to curse but this this title does have a little bit of a bad word okay. but it's called um badass your brand by yeah. pia silva and she is she's a forbes contributor she's out of brooklyn she is amazing when it comes to, and she really inspired me to niche down and okay. just go ahead and break those ties of all the other things I was doing and niche down for branding because it does make a difference. And she has in her book, she talks about um, really being strategic with how you do your, I, get, I don't want to say sales funnel, but it's kind of a sales funnel when you, you know, you do that that first call, that introductory mm -hmm. call, that discovery mm -hmm. call, instead of doing it for free, charge for that and apply that to the bigger package. So okay. she gives a lot of business ideas. She has some branding tips. And then she also gives um, some really fabulous tips for building a good foundation for your business. So I always recommend that book because I just, I loved it. Okay. And it really influenced me. Um, Atomic Habits is great. The Big mm -hmm. Leap trying, oh, E-Myth, E-Myth Revisited. Mm -hmm. That is probably one of my all-time favorites because it really talks about when you're becoming an entrepreneur, it's very easy to do absolutely everything yourself. And what happens? You end up frustrated and burnt out. But if you don't have processes in place and systems in place, you can't bring someone on board to then have them fill in for you. So, yeah. you know, there, there's going to be a time where you can't fit into your shoes. You can't get out of bed that morning because you're sick or your kid is sick or whatever the case may be. And somebody else is going to have to step in for you. So 
you need to set up your systems and processes first at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. That's why so that was another, days. that's another great book. <laughs> yeah. Um, the story brand by Donald Miller. That's another good one. Um, if you're looking for something specifically related to personal branding and, and storytelling, mm -hmm. I'm trying to think. <laughs> There's a lot. And those are great because I, I put links to all resources that are mentioned in the show. I put those links up on, on the Ready Entrepreneur website. So, uh, and if you actually, if you come up with anything you think you should mention for sure, you can always send me an email, but uh, I'll put the yeah. links up and people could reach them there. All right. If people want to reach out to you, listening and hearing what you've been doing, uh, interested in your products and services, how can they contact you? What's the best way? Case, I am the Robin Graham everywhere. It's Robin with a Y. And so it's the R-O-B-Y-N Graham, G-R-A-H-A-M. That's my website. It's my social media handles everywhere, even on Clubhouse. And the best place to really connect with me is probably my Facebook group, the Female Entrepreneur Insider. I am in there live all the time, but I do trainings and we have a lot of live trainings from either members of the group or guests that come in and present to the group on various topics, everything from you know, energy work to legal matters, to email marketing, whatever. Yeah. So that's a pretty, it's a pretty cool space. And then um, my podcast is the second phase podcast, which I put out one to two episodes a week. So there's always amazing content. You were on my show, yes, we had really you. great discussion, <laughs> yeah. um, talking about podcasting. Yes. And so I interview a lot of people who like us are in their second phase and have, they share their experiences to, you know, help people overcome that fear of jumping out and starting something new as well as inspiring them through all of their experiences. So it's um, pretty great. Yes, absolutely. You've given us some wonderful tips and strategies and inspiration as well for those that are just starting out on the entrepreneurial journey. Robin Graham is brand marketing strategist. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks for having me, Case. It was an honor. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Robin Graham, brand marketing strategist. And I hope you learned a few tips and strategies from her entrepreneurial journey that you can apply to yours. Links to all the resources mentioned on the show can be found on the Ready Entrepreneur podcast resource page at readyentrepreneur.com. If you want to follow up with Robin, you can follow her at the Robin Graham everywhere on social media. Join the Facebook group, The Female Entrepreneur Insider, and listen to the Second Phase podcast. All the links are in the show description. Remember, the number one decision to make if you're still a wantrepreneur is just to get started on your own business. And I hope this latest entrepreneurial journey conversation has given you more inspiration to start, the confidence to keep going, or a future connection or resource to help you grow your business. Okay, that's it for episode 120 of the Ready Entrepreneur podcast, an interview with Robin Graham, brand marketing strategist, about her entrepreneurial journey. Since you were listening to this podcast, I was wondering, do you also like audiobooks? I started getting into audiobooks when I had to commute a few hours a day. I really enjoyed books read by the writers and production fiction with sound effects. It really helped pass the time. Plus, I learned a great deal listening to books about subjects that were important to me. If you want to learn more about entrepreneurship, you can get my book, Life Dream, Seven Universal Moves to Get the Life You Want Through Entrepreneurship, and you can get it for free when you sign up for a free trial of the audiobook service, Audible. All you have to do is click the link in the description and you'll be on your way. And if you already have Audible, consider adding Life Dream to your collection to help you move forward on your entrepreneurial journey. 
If you enjoyed this information and found it useful, please make sure you're subscribed to the Ready Entrepreneur podcast so you do not miss future episodes. And please leave a rating and comment at Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen so I can see your feedback. And if you know someone who would benefit from the tips and strategies in the Ready Entrepreneur podcast, please share this podcast with a friend. Come over to the Ready Entrepreneur website to read blogs for rising entrepreneurs, download helpful PDFs on getting started with your business, and sign up for the mailing list. Join our community so I can keep you up to date with tips, ideas, strategies, and other cool stuff. Visit readyentrepreneur.com. And if you want to reach out to me directly, drop me a line at contactcase at readyentrepreneur.com. Connect on social, on Facebook, find me at Ready Entrepreneur HQ, on Instagram at Ready Entrepreneur, and on Twitter at Case Lane World. Thanks so much for listening. This has been the Ready Entrepreneur Podcast with Case Lane.